This is episode 60. Yeah. I'm very excited about a round number episode. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering why you announced so seriously this is episode 60. And I was like, I, yeah, I suppose it is. Did I not indicate to you the importance <laughs> of episode 60? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, I just noticed that and I thought, oh, that's exciting. Episode 60. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Anyways, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this welcome. is episode 60. <laughs> welcome. And this is the Book Squad podcast, in case you were mm-hmm. wondering where you landed accidentally. Mm-hmm. It's here. Mm-hmm. In Pure the middle chaos. of everything in episode 60. Um, what are we going to talk about this episode? Well, today is a day in the month. <laughs> We're already starting out great in the month of August, and August is Read a Romance Month. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I, Adam, don't need a Read a Romance Month because we read romance. Every month is a romance month. All of the days of all of the months. But we wanted to take a moment to officially talk about romance because Mm -hmm. we think it's awesome. Yep. We hear... Other people don't always think it's awesome. They have things to say about it that we don't agree with. Perhaps talk about that. to anyone who hates romance, maybe think to yourself, is this misogyny? <laughs> is it? Why do I hate something that's by women, for women, mm-hmm. that promotes their own agency, yeah. that promotes their own pleasure? Hmm. Hmm. Why do I hate that? Hmm. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. But so w- let's just talk about what romance is. Okay. Okay. So, and everyone, if I am putting my teacher hat on because I just did a presentation on this. So I have a lot to say about it, mm-hmm. but I won't take a, a long time. So um, if you're not familiar with the genre or you think you know what it is, but... Um, Maybe you don't because a lot of people think of like Nicholas Sparks or as, the Titanic or the Titanic which as is romance. Not technically yeah. romance. No. Sorry for spoiling yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, romance novels in particular um, and as a genre, they're emotion filled. They center a relationship between usually two people. Occasionally they're is more than two people. If it's a polyamorous romance, um, there will be some kind of character development from the start of the story to the end. Romances are, if you read for character in other uh, genres or in just in regular fiction, uh, romance is a great place mm-hmm. to to experience character development. Um, it's it is a form of escape, uh, like all reading. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you that's bad. Yeah, escapism and escapism into fiction is like the best thing in the entire world. <laughs> Literally. You can just go travel all across the world and time and meet new people and in the comfort of your own home. Creatures and yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Go on I mean, all the adventures. Right. But in particular, I feel like that is a 
it's something that's lobbed at romance. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, it's not serious it's enough. Not, yeah, it's not serious. It's fluffy. It's escape. It's whatever. And it's too tropey, da da da, which most genre fiction is. Oh, that's kind of the point of genre it fiction. Is. It is. The, I mean, tell me when someone says, oh, it's just so like emotional and formulaic. Well, what do you think horror is? Yeah. Like, what do you think thrillers are? It's right there in the name, thriller. It's supposed to make you feel things. Yep. So <laughs> it's making you feel away. And they all have tropes and they all have, you know, formulas that mm-hmm. sort of drive genres. But mm, a lot of those, you know, mystery and thriller and horror um, are often read a lot by men mm-hmm. and so they don't get they have this. fantasy and sci-fi into there as well oh yeah yeah they don't get the same um down the nose i mean i think genre sometimes gets just a little yeah by people who are completely snobby about books but romance in particular yeah gets it i mean it's just porn whatever mm-hmm. um to which i say what's your point yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's to which not, I say it could be, but right. also okay. Right, like it's, you don't have yeah. to read it, but like why? No. I think that's the thing of that I have a big issue about people just like outright not even giving romance a chance. Where I'm just like, okay, if you don't want to read about people having relationships, cool. But maybe you should analyze whether the type of books that you read in general have similar relationships. Some of my absolute favorite romance parts are in fantasy novels and that's what originally got me into the genre it was reading things like Juliet Marilier and like the emphasis of love within a fantasy context Mm -hmm. and so when things like that are in genres it's perfectly acceptable everyone is totally okay with like I don't know like an action character in a film, you know, kissing the girl at the end. But, like, for some reason, if, like, the whole point or the primary focus is about the kissing, people immediately are just like, oh, no, I won't like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, why not? It's just another type of relationship. It's just a new character dynamic to explore. I mean, and human relationships are so important. We continue to put those in all of our stories. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It's it's rare for a story not to have some focus on Mm -hmm. this relationship that happens. And often- any media. Like, have you ever listened to a song that isn't a little bit about love? Oh boy, no. It's hard. I can't think, I'm incredibly biased. Okay, all I listen to is Taylor (laughs) Swift, but- (laughs) I'm trying to think and I'm just like, no. even like, I'm just like, okay, I'm thinking of one song of hers that is about love, but it's about loving her mama. Right. But like that in itself, like love in all of the different forms, which in romance, you do have yeah. the love between friends, the love between family members, as well as the central right. romance. Yeah. There's it's, so much to explore. I want to love you. I am loving you. Mm-hmm. I wish I was still loving you. I don't love you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> songs but I I mean I yeah I think I think uh it really bothers me when I especially and you know I think I've said this a number of times on the podcast I I skew spicy in my Mm -hmm. romance reading and I I think that particularly in the last you know number of years authors have been doing an incredible job of you know teaching and talking about consent 
mm-hmm. in their romance novels because I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they just, it's just a, you know, grab them and take them, you know, bodice ripper, you know, yeah. I mean, like there's the whole idea that there's no consent um, involved. And the thing is, is like, m- not so much anymore, unless mm-hmm. it is consensual non-consent, which is a whole other, mm-hmm. you know, if we're talking about erotic romance, whatever, we could talk about that for another 20 minutes. We won't do that. Um People might not have had their coffee yet. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're not quite awake. Well, they Um, are now. (laughs) Right. But I, I mean, I increasingly love to read romance where, um, you know, part of the romance is that one, uh, you know, one of the characters is a sex educator and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the whole book or a former sex worker or a current sex worker and the whole book is very sex positive, Mm -hmm. um, which is also I I guess I'm like I don't see why that's bad because yeah. a lot of other books have sex in them. Oh, and it's sad. Like it's sad sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why something why is a book written by a woman primarily for women about consensual, safe, enthusiastic sex frowned upon, but something like I'm sorry to throw him under the bus, but he's just the first person I think of. George R. Martin's books, which involves mm. a lot of like really sus to outright horrific right. experiences for women. Why is that lauded as something that is culturally acceptable? But like a book where you have two characters who genuinely love and like one another and mm. want to make sure that they're having a good time. Why is that not okay? Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, the whole like, well, it's just, it's just fantasy. Like you just, those, that man doesn't exist and you're just having a fantasy about them. Okay. Let's talk about George R. R. Martin again. If you can get into dragons, like you I love dragons and I right. like, <laughs> you, can't get, you can't get into a man who like actually does the dishes or whatever. I yeah. don't know. Or a man who like puts your pleasure first. Like, mm-hmm. is that such a, a fantasy that you're putting it out there like with dragons? Like, yeah. I mean, it exists. And, and and I think that says more about culture in general where it's just like, okay, so a love interest who is focused on the the pleasure of the main character and does things for her or him in a way that makes them happy or has emotional growth or communicates easily and effectively, that's a fantasy. Maybe we need to look at our culture. Like right. if that's a fantasy, we're in a bad spot. Uh-huh. And you know, we've we just kind of we went down a little spicy uh road, but there are plenty of sweet yeah. romances or you know, romances where you don't see what happens behind the closed door mm-hmm. where, you know, it's they're sweet, they're warm, they're cozy. They might be cozy, they might be under inspirational. And this I mean, there's it's still about agency and mm-hmm. emotional fulfillment and non-toxic romance and non-toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And so um even if we're not talking about the spicy things, like the agency within a relationship that you deserve to have a healthy relationship with somebody, yep. I think is still incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. So, And I think to kind of expand a little bit on the bodice ripper thing that you had earlier, I think a lot of people 
when they do think of romance, they still think of, like, those covers with Fabio. The clinch. Yeah, yeah which mm-hmm. just, like, that was a very specific time in romance. Mm-hmm. Those really, there aren't even covers like that anymore. The cartoony yeah. covers, what's, like, popular right, right now. Well, I, I'll say historical still has some of those some of covers. Them, some of them. But, and I also... Some people love those covers. Yeah. Like, that is... They're classic. They are. They're like, so kitschy. I, I mean, love them. I just got to spend time with Joanna Shoup, and she writes historical... Well, she writes a couple different things, but Joanna Shoup is her historical name. She's famous for her beautiful, beautiful covers, mm-hmm. and that's always a clinch or, you know, uh, they're underneath satin or there's a, mm-hmm. a dress. And people are, you know okay with that like that's what yeah. they are interested in and that's what they like and and in fact you know I think we've had this conversation maybe on here before I don't know but um you know the the cartoony covers are like a little bit mess people up because what's underneath can be way spicier than you you think uh-huh. you're getting a rom-com and you're getting you might be also yeah. getting more than you bargain for or just like really intense discussions of like mental health and right. like you have like there's one book that i'm going to be talking about a little bit later on um, books like we have like five books that we're yeah we want to talk about and there's one where like the cover is absolutely gorgeous and it's like Everything I've heard about it has to do with mental health stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like, there's a bit of a disparity. Right, yeah. So that is kind of weird because I definitely, that's a huge trend. And I don't I don't know if it's going to, you know, change or we're going to switch it out or what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I just... Anyways, we're going down. We're going down another rabbit hole of trends in relationship, but um, our t- trends in romance. But the last thing we didn't say is always a happily ever after yep. or happily for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, what is wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing is wrong with that. And I'll tell you because the next little bit I have is stats about romance, and and a lot of people don't think there's anything wrong with it. Because let me tell you, <laughs> I have the numbers. Uh, unit sales for romance books topped 47 million in the 12 months ending March, 2021. Okay. Incredible. So that's an increase of 24% over the last, and that includes, uh, print and ebook. So that's a 24% increase and romance accounted for 18% of adult fiction sales in the 12 months ending March, 2021. And that's the the second popular just adult fiction, uh, general adult fiction is 30%. So as a genre, we are the, like, we're the the next biggest sales in the top genre. Okay. Um, So if nothing else, if you're not convinced, I mean, because we're big about, like, not every book is for every person, obviously. Like, you have to find what you want. But if nothing else, maybe you might just want to like know that this is a you know a billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and there's a reason why it's a billion dollar industry yep and perhaps know about it and participate in the conversation with more information mm-hmm. is what i would say about that yeah so this is for this is for people who don't think that they might love romance but it's also for people who super love romance yeah. and we want to give some recommendations yeah too. for sure okay So I think the first thing we have is just 
general recommendations of authors that either are just super popular or ones that we very specifically adore mm-hmm. across different would I say it like maybe subgenres within romance? Yeah. Um, do you want to take away with historicals, and then I'll pop in with inform uh, comments on one of them. <laughs> yes. Um, and let me. Can I just tell you guys this is so hard? But um, we're just trying our best. We're doing yep. our best. We're narrowing it down to, and it could be. Oh, I can't even. I'm just so upset about how many people I can't put in here. <laughs> okay, so historicals, for sure, um, for me, like Sarah McLean mm-hmm. and Tessa Dare almost always deliver. Yeah. Like their um, their dialogue is spot on. They hit the right notes for me in terms of, um, you know, character development. They, yeah. uh, they bring the sexy times in a way that, you know, I think is incredibly well-written, incredibly well done. Um, They're good at, you know, just kind of world building and getting to care about the people, um, you know, because usually they're writing series. So Mm -hmm. you really care about the, all the characters and then you're invested in like reading the rest of the series. So they deliver for me in that way. Yeah. I think for me, um, if I'm going to read historicals. These are two authors that are on my like Insta checkout list where like the second I know that they have a new book coming out, I have to read it as soon as possible. Um, That's KJ Charles and Count Sebastian. They both primarily write queer historical romance, which as a queer person, that's really important to me to just like emphasize like we've always been here and we've Mm -hmm. always been loving one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Count Sebastian has been writing... I've read, like, some of her books I've read this year are some of my all-time favorite romance novels, and I'll talk about that later. But, like, she has been really super-duper hitting it out of the park recently. Mm-hmm. And another author um, who writes both contemporary and historical, right. Alyssa Cole, she's yeah. incredible. She is just—she also writes thrillers. She is capable of anything. <laughs> yeah, and the great thing about Alyssa Cole, too, is it really does introduce you to the idea of, um, you know, she writes— diverse historical romance. Mm-hmm. So, and she does it in a way where, um, you know, the characters have agency, yeah. you know, she's writing, um, I'm thinking of, um, uh, an extraordinary union where, mm-hmm. um, the talk about great covers. Yeah. It's a <laughs> great cover right now. Yeah, And the, you know, the heroine is a formerly enslaved person and the, um, hero is a spy and she's, she's also become a spy for the mm-hmm. union. And so, um, it, you know, you're getting like rich, important history. You're actually learning something, all these historicals, really, you're actually learning something mm-hmm. um, in addition to getting the the relationship and the romance. But um, she does a really uh, great job of doing good research and, mm-hmm. and bringing to you maybe something that you didn't know was happening at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, contemporary. Um, I, you know, Christina Lauren... I think I'm, I know I've talked about before, they always deliver for me. Yep. So um, I, there's been a, like, they do have been skewing a little less spicy. Their hope, their beautiful series, which is a very long series and has a bunch of like little novellas and whatnot. People, that was kind of their big first hit and people really fell in love with that. And I still do. And they have, you know, that series has a lot of alphas in it. So if you're into an alpha hero, which is getting, 
I've heard them talk about this and is a little bit why they've gotten away from writing that way is mm-hmm. because alphas are kind of going out of style a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so be aware that that exists. But if you if you read Christina Lauren and you get into the beautiful series, that may or may not be for you. But um, but they have a lot of other like really great standalones. Like the Unhoneymooners is huge mm-hmm. still on TikTok. Great. Um, great enemies to lovers. Um, yeah. And so, and they have a lot more, they have some more gentle reads too, um, that are, I think, you know, getting more popular than maybe their old series used to be. So, um, at any rate, they deliver for me always. And I like whatever they do. Yeah. 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 Josh and Hazel's guide to not dating. (laughs) You talk about that one so much. I do. I do. Um, Casey McQuiston, there would not be a single contemporary romance list that would not be, like, complete without Casey McQuiston. Bride White and Royal Blue absolutely blew up. Oh, my gosh, it did. Just queer contemporary romance particularly. Mm-hmm. Of course, queer books, queer romance, it's been a thing for a while. KJ Charles and Kat Sebastian have been writing in the genre for ages. Mm-hmm. Alexis Hall, who's also a really good author to check out in contemporary, but he's also now doing historical. Yeah. Um, he's also been in the genre for ages, but, like, Casey McQuiston, Red, White, and Royal Blue – changed publishing it just kind of showed publishers that people want to read about queer romance Mm -hmm. and since then i've seen such a massive increase which makes me incredibly happy because i'm just like (laughs) yes more books for me specifically um but their books are incredible like just so incredible beautiful covers beautiful characters just absolute chaotic nonsense so 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 funny um on here, we also have Emily Henry for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, on her, I want to say it's the back of Book Lovers. Someone called her the modern day Nora Ephron, which is apt. That is correct. Right. And way high praise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, mm-hmm. yeah. That, and this is, you know, you're going to have a long wait for these books. Yeah. So get yeah. a hold like immediately on her books. Yeah. But, um, and we'll do our best as yeah. the library, but, but everybody's, I mean, there's a, there's a reason why everybody's talking about yep. it. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then finally we've talked about her, I think every single podcast oh, episode that has ever existed and will <laughs> ever exist. Talia Hibbert, if you haven't read her books by now, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Please so, read her books. They're so yeah. good and so funny. Yeah. Start with Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Yeah. That that's a the three sis the Brown sisters. It's three books. Smart, 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 funny. The you know there's disability awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really smart and like sexy sex times. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are just hilarious and, and her really turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. Just every single time I read one of her books, I'm just like, you are so clever. She's like she's just a British. clever person. <laughs> you know, she's got that British wit. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think so. There's a a lot. There's a lot of Telly Hibbert to read, but those I think are a great place to start. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, and now. I feel like, I, I don't know if you want to do paranormal. I feel like it's a little, that's a little out of my wheelhouse, but I do know I the ones I chose are ones that I know are. Yeah. We have on here Katie Roberts, 
Um, or Katie who, Robert, I think. I don't think it's Roberts, and I think I mistyped that. Oh, well, sorry. Sorry, Katie. that is my fault. Sorry, Katie. We love you, Katie. <laughs> I That was my fault. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, have not read any of her books. Have only heard very good things about mm-hmm. her books. Mm-hmm. Ruby Dixon, have not quite read, but... <laughs> I enthusiastically <laughs> skimmed, okay. uh, had a Kindle Unlimited moment, and read so many Ice Planet Barbarian books last year. <laughs> so many. Um, Cressley Cole, Nalini Singh. Nalini Singh, I think, has been publishing for a while now as well. Okay. Um, but also one author on here that I just absolutely have had a love affair with in the past, Jordan L. Hawk. He's actually a trans author. Um, mm-hmm. He writes very soft, cozy, historical paranormal romances. So mm-hmm. if you just want to just be enveloped in a warm hug, but also maybe somewhere there are like weird tentacle things happening <laughs> in the magic system, his books are great. They're All of his characters are just so immensely lovable and the relationships are always just very just very supportive and kind. Like his, he emphasizes kind people. Nice. So if you just genuinely need like a cozy paranormal, because I think a lot of times paranormals can right. get a little spicy. Yeah. His are more just nice and soft and there's like some historical stuff going on. So it just feels like, ooh, like you just want to like curl up right. like a cup of tea. Um, I'm going to toss in, this isn't on our list, but I'm going to toss in Molly Harper, um, Nice Girls Don't Have Fangs, mm-hmm. because it is, um, there's actually like humorous uh, paranormal, and that is a humorous paranormal. So okay. like that that one has a lot of good writing. And so, and then uh, to go back, so Cressley Cole, I believe it's the Immortal Beloved series. I think mm-hmm. the first one is A Hunger Like No Other, or actually it's technically the second one, but it used to be the first one. I think that she's written like a little prequel or something. And then Nalini Singh um, is Angel's Blood, mm-hmm. I think is that one. And that's a like vampire series, which vampire series are sort of waning a little bit, but it was, um, this one's been around for a while and it throws in angels. Mm-hmm. But Nalini Singh also writes uh, a whole bunch of other contemporary stuff, yep. um, some sports romances and... I don't even know what. Yeah, she's pretty prolific. Yeah, like she's got a large catalog. So if you like her writing, good. good. Right, you'll have other things to read. You have so much to read. And same thing with Katie Robert is. um, Well, we'll talk about. She's down in erotic uh, romance as well, but yeah, she's got like a whole bunch of different series. Mm -hmm. So if you like it, you will not be bored. Um, okay, and I will talk about um, inspirational or I, I prefer Christian fiction because it is all, I mean, these are all sort of Christian, but um, I heard someone talk about the, an inspirational author and, you know, her, her reason for using inspirational is that, you know, there is uh, an inspirational, it's like a kind of a one to five scale of like uh, religion is really not mentioned. There's mm-hmm. no like... Is barely grazed upon, and then like, there's like you're you're here because you really want some salvation, and you want to read about you know a religious vantage point, mm-hmm. and so um, you know there's you know some inspirational authors write very far to one side, and some write far to the other side. So um, I was like, okay, I think I can I can accept that inspirational. Mm-hmm. 
is, you know, okay to use as well, but Mm -hmm. I I have a little bit of a problem with it. So um, Francine River, is it Francine Rivers? I might have mistyped that too. What is wrong with me today? (laughs) Um, You know, she's like a mainstay of inspirational. She writes historical. Some number of her things have been turned into um, actually uh, movies and or uh, series. So... Becky Wade um, is a big name. Tony Shiloh is, uh, she's sort of uh, like new to Christian mainstream, but she had been writing. Uh, but she's gotten some nods from like Pop Sugar and Oprah. And so oh, wow. she's probably someone to know. Um, and she's a black uh, author. So I don't know how many <laughs> black authors are writing in Inspirational, but mm-hmm. I think um, that's important to know. Bethany Turner um, does uh, like spunky heroines, does great dialogue. So, and like this kind of humorous stuff. And then Lynette Eason does, um, has a lot of, uh, like her heroines always are kind of real strong and they have like interesting, uh, careers. So like this, there's a, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the series. I will put it in the show notes. I have to say that every time, <laughs> but it's like a, it's a female run, um, bodyguard, Ooh. Uh, company. So, um, there's, you know, I think that this, inspirational romance is a good place for people to start. I know we like came out of the box strong at the beginning of this episode with like spice, with the spice, but you know, if you really are like, no, I really don't care to read about the spice, but Mm -hmm. I love, love, you know, inspirational romance can be a good place for you. And if you're not a religious person or you don't, you don't really want to read that either. Mm-hmm. We can find you something yep. that is, you know, meets Not both of those. Not every romance book is spicy. No. And so if you're, if you are a person like my mother-in-law who claims they always skip the those parts, <laughs> you might as well pick up something that just doesn't have those parts. So you don't <laughs> have to miss anything. Uh, and those, these books can be a really good pick for you. Um, Okay, and let's talk about erotic romance. I love how that we had a, hey, it's okay if you don't like spicy <laughs> in your romance. It really, it truly is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're immediately and after that, but if you do. <laughs> let's jump right in. Just um, make sure your your mother-in-law isn't listening right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we would, we, I went ahead and just put Katie Robert on yeah. this one too, because that's primarily what they write. So they, it, I mean, your paranormals, with them are all, are going to be all very spicy. Yeah. yeah. Um, L. Kennedy writes the Off Campus series, which is like hugely popular. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge TikTok pop popular one. Sierra Simone writes. <sighs> I can't like walk into the library without someone throwing priest at me and being like, "Have you read this?" <laughs> Someone is me. Yeah. I am someone. <laughs> Every day, Polly just throws book at, books at me. I am someone. Um, yeah. So she, I mean, Sierra Simone is just like really brilliant. And uh-huh. like, ironically, they have a background like in theology. And mm-hmm. so I've said this before. I'll say it again. I feel like it is important for people to know that this is inspirational erotic fiction. <laughs> a lot of her stuff has, a lot of her stuff has either straightforward like in the the priest series or um in some other you know there's like sort of an undercurrent of um you know 
sanctity in some ways mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know. So she writes like just some really smart stuff. And, you know, priest might be taboo for some mm-hmm. people, but it's. If you watched Fleabag and you were like, huh, yeah. perhaps you should check out Sierra <laughs> Simone. <laughs> the Thornbirds, if you loved the Thornbirds. Um, Danielle Laurie, which I put on here because um, Sweet Oblivion is the, specifically the book. I hadn't read this. I will tell you, even people who love romance sometimes are like miss the boat on things. And so I definitely miss the boat on this. Um, she writes Mafia. Um, which is a huge trend that's Uh happening right now in romance. Um, And I was like, oh, this person just super blew up on TikTok and has like, I don't know, it was like 25,000 like reviews on Amazon. And I was like, wow. And here's me not ever hearing this person's name until today. Mm -hmm. So there was a gap in my knowledge, but I'm going to make sure you... Don't have a gap in your knowledge. Can I have a quick aside about mafia-related romances? Yes. Um, one of my absolute favorite people in the most recent season of Love Island, she first introduces herself as loving mafia romances. And so a friend of mine, we're watching it. We were watching it together, and we both looked at one another, and we are just like, one of us, one of us. <laughs> she also reads romance, so mm-hmm. we, we adore her. Oh, nice. Love you, Paige. Great. <laughs> <laughs> boy. And I I put Alicia Ryan here because I think um, their romance often skews pretty spicy and erotic. I'm very particularly thinking about uh, Hate to Want You and that that that's the start of one of her series. And Mm -hmm. um, it is quite good. But they, Alicia Ryan writes all kinds of things, um, contemporary and rom commy and mm-hmm. she just has she has a thriller coming out. Um, she's another one of those it's romance, been, but it's like a thriller romance. Yeah, she's been writing for a while, and mm-hmm. I feel like like Alyssa Cole, she just kind of masters whatever she goes for. Right, and I will tell you, she has a great social media presence. Like I follow her on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she's just. I love her and I love her fiance <laughs> and they're so cute and they are, yeah, they're just a really good follow. Okay. We're going to jump in. I know we just talked, we did talk about some books, but we're going to talk about more books. But very specific Very specific books this books. time. Okay. I think we, we interpreted like book recommendations a little bit differently. I think you went more for like your favorites, if you could choose five. I went for the best one I've read this year and then oh. four that are on my list that I haven't read yet. <laughs> so I'm letting you know about so y'all okay. can read them okay, and okay. put them on hold before me so I can never actually get around to them. All right, Adam, you um, go ahead. But the most recent romance novel that is strictly classified in the romance section, which is, we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, truly a perfect example of a romance novel, which is apt because the title is The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes by Kat Sebastian. Uh, This is historical romance set in the 1700s, I believe. It follows characters that are first introduced in the queer principles of Kit Webb. I really, really, really loved that one. This one is infinitely better. Mm-hmm. It is just okay. light years above most romance I have read, and I've read quite a bit at this point. Um, oh, but both of the characters are 
so compelling. This is such a funny book. Like I laughed out loud so many times and you've got one of the best heroines I think I've ever, ever seen in a romance novel. She is so just cranky, but for understandable reasons. And she never tries to make herself small for the the sake of others. She's just unequivocally herself. And the the hero loves her for that. Mm. He thinks it's absolutely great that she's basically just like embodies the spirit of a very, very, very grumpy old man cat. And he's just like, yes, <laughs> I think that's sexy. She's great. And he's just a golden retriever happily like bounding around. It's just their dynamic is so oh, funny. It's grumpy and sunshine. It is. It's grumpy and but sunshine, flipped. but flipped. And mm. that's what I really love about this uh, book. It really flips gender expectations on its head. And that's one thing that I have been seeing so much more with romance recently of just really playing with old tropes and refreshing them. I think Book Lovers by Emily Henry does this perfectly as Mm -hmm. well, of just taking like a trope that everyone knows and just like completely turning it on its head and making it like even better. Um, But yeah, The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes, exquisite. Absolutely perfect, wonderful, 10 out of 10, cannot recommend highly enough, very spicy, wonderful. Awesome. Um, A book that actually is on my desk at home right now, and I've been meaning to read for ages because I've only heard excellent things, The Heart Principle by Helen Huang. I have read that one. Mm -hmm. I will give it two thumbs up for Uh for exactly the reason you're going to talk about. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the book I, I alluded to earlier of where it's just this stunning, stunning kind of cartoony cover. But it also is the reason why I'm so interested in reading it is because it's the author herself. She is neurodivergent, and most of her characters are neurodivergent. And the the character in the heart principle, I believe, has depression, or at least it deals with like pretty intense mental health mm-hmm. stuff. Which, as someone who struggles with mental health stuff, I appreciate because like to emphasize someone who is maybe in their deepest, darkest thoughts thinks that they are a burden or they they are are shouldn't be loved or incapable of love to emphasize someone and to show like hey they have mental health struggles and of course they deserve love i think that's so important um and i'm really glad she did that and i again i've only heard good things um one book that i keep walking by like every single day for about a, like 2 weeks now i walk past it i'll like Kind of give it, like, give it a little wink and then keep going because I'm waiting. Mm. I am waiting until fall. But it's Payback's A Witch by Lana Harper, which is sapphic witches, which I'm just like, hi. Like, hello. Um, Another sapphic book that I have to get to this year because I still have not read it, One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. I'm constantly wrecking Casey McQuiston's books and I have only read Red, Wine, World Blue, (laughs) which just goes to show how much I love their books Mm -hmm. because I've only read the one. Um, And then lastly, another book that I believe came out last year and again, have only heard absolutely amazing things about um, The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran, which as I mentioned earlier... I do watch Love Island, and as of recording this, it's already done. 
the U.S. is two weeks behind the U.K., so by the time this releases, it'll be done here as well. But I'm reaching the final few episodes of Love Island, and I'm already really sad about that um, because it is like my catnip of a show. Um, I wrote catnap instead of catnip in the show notes. <laughs> Isn't cat, that funny? It's a catnap. It's my new catnap. Um, <laughs> so I will be mourning mm. the end of Love Island, um, and perhaps I will check up, check out, pick up. That's the combination of the things I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> the Charm Offensive, which is basically a the main protagonist is a um, a contestant on a Bachelor type show. Uh, to improve kind of his image, and he falls for a producer on the show mm. um, who is a sunshine who believes in love. So okay. queer romance, heart, it's absolutely just full of sunshine and rainbows. Can't okay. wait. Awesome. Okay, yeah, and like you said, I did. <laughs> I put on uh, five books that I actually have read and, in fact, like reread because I love them so much. Mm-hmm. So um, spoiler alert by Olivia Dade. I think anything by Olivia Dade is is pretty good. Um, she has great uh, heroes who are very are heroines who are very realistic. She, mm-hmm. um, she's very body pause. This book uh, in particular, like that's actually part of the um, part of the plot is um, she is uh, she's a geologist and secretly writes fanfic for a show that is not Game of Thrones but it's Game of Thrones yeah. <laughs> and um, and she has a beta reader who um, she's never met and that person just happens to be the um, main character of that show <laughs> um and so and he really does not like how the last season is going and he's writing the fan fiction the way he wants it to go i mean it's not game of thrones ripped from the headlines it's not game of thrones. but it's not game of thrones i think it's, it's called gate of the gods in the in um, the book so anyways um things happen and of course they end up meeting and um they don't know one of I can't remember when they find out, but like uh, they don't know who each other is. And then all of a sudden one of them knows, but the other one doesn't. And so um, very good, uh, wonderful, um, smart book. Uh, Attachments by Rainbow Rowell. <sighs> That's a sweet and and funny kind of slow burn. So if you also would like something that's not um, very graphic, but mm-hmm. is incredibly sweet. And it's Ugh. set in like, it's set in... Um, 1999 like so this early uh, yeah. early uh, the whole the plot of the book is this guy is supposed to be helping this company get like Y2K ready uh-huh. and he ends up he's reading like he's supposed to read all the company emails and like keep an eye on everything and he's reading emails between these two characters and falls yep. in love with her from her e- from the emails um very sweet it is very sweet uh Rafe by Rebecca Weatherspoon I mean the the subtitle of this is a buff male nanny, which I know some people might be like, what? But I'm telling you, it is diverse and sexy and smart and like. Much like with Priest, I cannot uh, do anything without having <laughs> Rafe also throw it at my head. I mean, but really? I mean, because like for folks who are like, oh, I just, this is an unrealistic, like they have an unrealistic roadblock placed in front of them. And I don't mind like some people get really upset about that. I don't mind that. Whatever it, whatever device you need to get them to like have their dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. But like, um, this is a very 
I mean, that's not the case. They're both like very, uh, you know, communicative adults. There's no like weird mm-hmm. misunderstanding. He's her nanny. She's a single mom and a and a doctor and has twins, I think, or two or just two kids. Um, and it's, you know, they address things like she's his employer and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like there's, it's just super well done and it introduces you to a good cast of characters. So then you could read Zenny next, but I'm waiting for the rest of the characters. Um, right, Rebecca, right. Uh, the Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare. Like I said earlier, anything by Tessa Dare is great. This is the third in the series. Um, the governess game is the first, something is the next one that I can remember. (laughs) Um, And then, but the wallflower wager is my favorite. It is so laugh out loud. Um, There, there's a goat and there's otter. (laughs) There's a dog who has like a little wagon because it's back legs. I mean, like uh, the premise is she's a, a, an, quote, oddball spinster who just really wants to take care of her animals that she loves and, like, do her own thing. And that sounds great. Yeah. I, would, I too, am an oddball spinster. Yes. And, spinster. you know, of course, um, the hero moves next door and he's like, what is this? Why she's out walking a goat? Like, what? <laughs> um, and then they end up in love uh and then beautiful secret by christina lauren i'm gonna throw that out there i really loved um sweet filthy boy loved it loved it but beautiful secret if you want a beta hero i was just telling you they do alpha heroes but this is a beta hero actually mm-hmm. um he's the one who wants to go slow and be uh, you know has a lot more investment in the relationship mm-hmm. um and so we don't always see that and i think uh it's a good one and i just love his character he's so british and buttoned up and <laughs> and she's you know not necessarily a curmudgeon but he's just very buttoned up and she's very like sunshine and open mm-hmm. Like this young American who is interning at their company, and um, you know she's. I just really like it. It's the <laughs> spice. The spice is so good. Ooh, ha. Mm. And because it is also kind of a bit of a slow burn, because yeah. he wants to go slow because of the relationship. So, anyway, I think we threw a lot at you. So much today. So much romantic spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> That was was an unexpected metaphor. Oh, here's me. Um, That so, but but you know, we love obviously romance. We love love. Mm -hmm. We love what romance can do for people um, who are looking for a particular reading experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's good for you. Yeah, I think even if you've never read romance, you should analyze why. And if you genuinely are not interested in reading uh, books about that focus on relationships, that's fine. Every uh-huh. there's a book for every reader. Yeah. But if you find yourself maybe curious, give it a shot. Uh-huh. There's so many. There's so many books out there for yeah. you. Well, we we gave you a bunch, and we would love to help you find more. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can always like hit us up in the comments if you would like to uh, get some more recommendations, yep. or go to lplks.org to the book squad page and fill out a personalized recommendation form. Yep. We'll do one for you. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. we're, it's read a romance month, like push yourself outside of your boundaries a uh-huh. little bit. 
I'm going to go read a romance. <laughs> you guys, I want to go home right now and read. Yeah. That's I'm what I'm going to do. Hey, if I just don't go back to my desk, don't worry about it. <laughs> I know I'm telling this to my boss. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I won't because I won't be there. I will also be home reading a romance. <laughs> Happy reading, everybody. Happy reading. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe and please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Adam Lopez. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Joel Bonner, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.